Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of delusional disorder found under the psychiatry section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 25-year-old woman is referred to a psychiatrist by her primary care provider due to concerns that she is having persistent beliefs that may need further clinical assessment. The patient believes that she is the editor-in-chief of Time magazine and states that anyone who believes otherwise is missing the truth. She becomes irritated when pressed on specific details of her job or whether she can prove her role. Collateral information reveals that the patient works as a waitress at a local cafe. The patient is alert and oriented on mental status exam. A urine toxicology screen comes back negative. Let's continue with an introduction to delusional disorder. As a general overview, remember that delusional disorder is characterized by more than one month of delusions without other psychotic symptoms. With regards to epidemiology, remember that the prevalence is about 0.02% in the U.S. Demographically, the mean age of onset is around 40 years, and it affects females more than males. In terms of the pathophysiology, unfortunately, it is mostly unknown. However, it may involve biochemical and psychological factors. Conditions that are associated include shared psychotic disorder. This is also known as folia de. This refers to the development of delusions in a person in a close relationship with someone with delusional disorder, and it often resolves upon separation. Another associated condition is delusional parasitosis. This refers to a fixed, false belief that the individual is infested with insects, bugs, parasites, or some other organism. Patients may experience formication, and there is an absence of physical exam findings. Moving on to the presentation. The main symptom will be a delusion. This is a false belief based on incorrect inference about reality, and they are typically non-bizarre. That means they are unlikely, but possible. The patient typically lacks insight to the fact that their beliefs are delusions. The types of delusions can include persecutory. This is a belief that one is going to be harmed. They may be referential. This is a belief that certain gestures, comments, or environmental cues are directed at oneself. They may be grandiose. This is the belief that the individual has exceptional abilities, wealth, or fame. They may be nihilistic. This is the conviction that a major catastrophe will occur. They may be somatic. This is a belief focused on bodily function or sensation. Or they may be erotomanic. This is the false belief that another individual is in love with them. On exam, patients will meet the criteria for diagnosing delusional disorder. This includes the presence of one or more delusions for more than one month, and the criteria for schizophrenia can never be met before. If manic or major depressive episodes have occurred, then these have been brief relative to the duration of the delusional periods. The disturbance is not better explained by another mental disorder, such as OCD or substance use disorder, and the patient has normal cognitive function. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about delirium, with key distinguishing factors being that there will be fluctuating level of consciousness, altered sleep and wake cycle, hallucinations, and impaired cognition. Also think about dementia, with key distinguishing factors being that there will be impaired cognition. Also think about schizophrenia. A key distinguishing factor here is that there will be disorganized thought process, speech, or behaviors. And also think about body dysmorphic disorder, with a key distinguishing factor being that there will be obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance and excessive attempts to fix the flaw. In terms of treatment, Lifestyle options include cognitive behavioral therapy. This is supportive therapy to educate patients about the illness and social skills training, 
that is, not discussing delusional beliefs in public. Medical options include antipsychotics, such as aripiprazole and ziprazidone. This is the first-line treatment of delusional disorder. It requires significant effort to provide information about the medication, the side effects, and the length of treatment, and patient denial and lack of insight may present an obstacle to treatment. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to delusional disorder, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 27-year-old man presents to his primary care physician with concern for a rash and itchy skin for the past three years. He states that at times his skin can be itchy or painful, and he has noticed small nits or mites in his arm hair. The patient has tried many treatments including hot baths, petroleum jelly, and shaving his hair but states that this has not relieved his symptoms. He has seen another primary care physician who tried several treatments but was unable to treat his symptoms. His temperature is 97.9 degrees Fahrenheit, or 36.6 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 120 over 81. Pulse is 82 beats per minute. Respirations are 12 breaths per minute. And oxygen saturation is 98% on room air. Physical exam is notable for normal skin tone without any notable erythema, blisters, or macules. The patient points to a part of his arm where he states there are small insects or organisms, However, on exam, it appears to be coiled body hair. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Semicosis Choice 2. Delusional parasitosis Choice 3. Obsessive-compulsive disorder Choice 4. Pediculosis Or Choice 5. Scabies The best answer to this question is Choice 2. Delusional parasitosis. This patient is presenting with nonspecific dermatologic concerns with previous workup from other medical providers that were unrevealing. Given the persistence of symptoms in the absence of objective findings, the most likely diagnosis is delusional parasitosis. Delusional parasitosis is the persistent, false belief that an individual is infested with a pathogen such as insects, parasites, or lice. Patients may endorse tactile hallucinations including pruritus, pain, swelling, or irritation. However, physical exam is often benign and reveals no conclusive findings. A thorough workup and physical exam should always take place as delusional parasitosis should be considered a diagnosis of exclusion. Building therapeutic rapport with these patients is critical as the management is antipsychotics such as haloperidol and cognitive behavioral therapy. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Simicosis or bed bug bites presents with pain, swelling, erythematous papules, bullae, and wheels. The diagnosis is made clinically and treatment is symptomatic including antihistamines, topical steroids, and acetaminophen. Patients should be instructed in the use of pesticides and hot water washing of bedding to kill the insects. Choice 3. Obsessive-compulsive disorder may lead to excoriations on the skin from individuals picking at their own skin. Other findings in obsessive-compulsive disorder include frequent lock-checking, frequent hand-washing, or any obsession, which is an anxiety-provoking thought that leads to a compulsion, which is an anxiety-relieving ritualistic behavior. The treatment of obsessive-compulsive disorder involves cognitive behavioral therapy and high-dose selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Choice 4. Pediculosis or head lice presents with pruritus and visible mites or nits on the hair follicles and scalp. 
Treatment involves permethrin shampoo and combing of the hair to remove the organism. Choice 5. Scabies presents with intense pruritus and burrows in the web spaces or inguinal region. The diagnosis can be made clinically, and treatment involves the application of permethrin lotion. Finally, a bullet summary. Delusional parasitosis presents with a prominent, fixed belief that a patient's body is inhabited with parasites with the lack of physical exam findings. That's all for this review about delusional disorder. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.